0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey Jonathan, how's it going?
0: What a week this has been in the SBC. We've had a lot of news.
1: We really have.
0: Breaking up until we're recording. I mean, we just had a big piece of news from California drop a couple hours ago. We'll talk about that a little bit later.
1: Yeah, and you know, we we typically record this on Thursday night and then it drops on Friday. It makes me almost wonder if something's going to drop again before we even, you know, get to put the episode, yeah. in. there's it it's seems like there's something all the time.
0: Everything that I knew that was going to happen this week has already happened. So if it if it does happen, it'll be news to me.
1: Well, we'll just throw it in next week because that's what that's what happens when we're a month out.
0: Yes, it is what happens when we're a month out. Hey, good news about next week though, Amy. I, I know you we're going to talk about where you're going to be later in the show. I'm not going to spoil that for everybody. Uh, but next week, sitting down with Steve Gaines to talk about the SBC annual meeting next month in Phoenix, and also going to sit down with Nate Milliken, who's a pastor out in Phoenix, and talk about all the things to do, all the places to eat out there in Phoenix while everybody's going out there for the SBC annual meeting.
1: Excellent. I need you to ask Nate a question. All right. So what I remember from 2011 was that a lot of restaurants downtown were closed at dinner time.
0: See, I don't remember that at all, but okay.
1: Uh, I do. I, I don't know what, I don't know where, if I was going to the wrong places, and I want to know if that's a thing or if I okay. just went to the wrong spot. Well, spots.
0: I'll, I'll check with him. Maybe it's seasonal and that's not the season.
1: It's not. So, I know it's not it's as possible. busy. I know winter is a busier season there. So, yeah. Anyway.
0: yeah, It, it might have been just the area of town. Maybe you're close to the ballpark or something and they weren't having a game so that things weren't open. That's possible too, I guess. Right. Yes. But, um, so, yeah, but speaking of the SBC annual meeting, uh, we got a sponsor this week and uh, for the next few months. I'm proud to have Southern Seminary on board with us. If you're interested in college or seminary, swing by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and Boyce College booth. That's booth number 1231 while in Phoenix for the SBC. You can get more information about all the things going on from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary at sbts.edu sb C. we got the link in the show notes for that, so you want to check out some of the things they've got going on over there. Feel free to do that at sbts.edu slash sbc. All right, on to the news, Amy. Big news coming out today related to the Pastors Conference. H.B. Charles will be the Pastors Conference uh, president nominee, going to be nominated by Ken Witten and Brad Graves, who had uh, previously announced his candidacy, is dropping out of the race, will not seek the nomination.
1: Yeah. Uh so that I think was probably a surprise today. That the news about Brad Graves had been out for a little while. I was just yeah. uh, we we were just having our meeting at Southeastern preparing for um for our group going to the SBC and we were talking through a few things and uh that you know we were talking through all the the folks that had been nominated and Brad Graves um a student of ours and so we were we're touching base on that and uh just here this came um in the story today so but this is you know it's it's a big deal that HB Charles is being nominated uh for president of the pastors conference I'm sure that got a lot of traffic today
0: Oh yeah, I saw the uh, the the posted Baptist Press just shot up. I mean, it's over got a thousand shares, and it's only been up for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, and if elected, Charles would be the first African American president of the Pastors Conference.
1: Yes. Uh, it, you know, Ken Whitten mentioned that in his quotes to Baptist Press, and it talks about how there was a, a informal gathering of past pastors conference presidents um, on May the second, and they expressed a desire to nominate someone. Representing uh pastors from ethnic minority groups. So yep.
0: And he he mentioned that uh they had met and came up with uh HB Charles to run and had contacted him and then after that uh, they apparently contacted Brad Graves on May the 9th, it says in the story here. Uh was notified that Charles was gonna be nominated and then that's whenever uh Brad chose to step aside. So Uh, We'll keep an eye out on that to see if we have any other nominees. We still don't have a treasurer or a vice president from the Pastors Conference, so kind of keep an eye out on that. But speaking of vice presidents, Amy, and speaking of Southeastern students and other things, both vice president, first and second vice president nominations were announced this week. The first vice president, Amy, Walter Strickland, uh, who we had had on the podcast here and a good friend of yours, I know.
1: Walter's a really great guy and uh, have known him for a while and uh, helps— Lead the uh, Kingdom Diversity Initiative here. So that announcement came on May the 9th. Uh, former SBC President James Merritt announced that he intends to nominate Walter Strickland. So uh, that was kind of big. It really this really started rolling. You know, we saw we heard the um, the John Yates nomination, uh, but that's yeah, that's news. That, yeah, that's news. We kind of anticipate every year. Um, but waiting on Jim Wells. That's right. That's right. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but this, uh, this was kind of the first, you know, major announcement of an SBC office. Those of us who know Walter, we, it was exciting to hear to hear this. But he wasn't the only announcement this week. Uh, you just nope. mentioned um, Jose Abea from Florida uh, will be nominated for second vice president.
0: Yeah, he's pastor of Providence Road down there in Miami. Jose is actually going to be on the uh, the stage preaching at the pastors' conference this year. That's correct. So he's he's one of the one of the twelve small church pastors uh, that'll be participating in this year's pastors' conference. And there's some other news from the pastors' conference. They have sixty scholarships they've now awarded uh, to small church pastors. It's sixty thousand dollars that they've awarded uh, to pastors to be able to come to the pastors' conference this year. Just an amazing number. Just Dave Miller and team, well done, guys. Well done.
1: That's fantastic, and and it's been really neat to see some of the excitement surrounding the pastors' conference. And what I've loved is that some of the excitement has been about this. Um, so yeah. and, and and it's been this, and then also the nomination process of uh, the of the pastors to preach. So it's been really exciting to hear how many. People have either been nominated to preach or have applied to be able to go. And uh, I, I, I like, I just like that. It's a great spirit um, about this.
0: Yep. So, congratulations to Jose Abeya and Walter Strickland for their nominations. We'll see if anybody else is nominated for first and second vice president. Uh, right now, though, all three uh, nominations that we, we were talking about this week, all uh, minority, uh, all non Anglo. Uh, Pastors Uh, So, you know, we we talk a lot about diversity in the SBC Amy, this is some encouraging signs to see
1: Absolutely
0: All right, moving over to California Kind of alluded to it at the top of the show Bill Agee has been named the California State Exec Of the uh, the California Southern Baptist Convention And he is coming from Woodstock, Georgia Where he's on staff at First Baptist Church There with uh, Johnny Hunt as the Minister of Church Planning and Revitalization.
1: Yeah, so going all the way from Georgia uh, to California, uh, but he does have ties to California. He was the Director of Church Planting for the California Baptist Foundation uh, from 2008 to 2010.
0: So he has ties to the state, like you mentioned there. He's also got that experience with church planning and church revitalization. So uh, 64 years old and headed out west for that position. He's replacing Fermin Whitaker, who retired on February 28th after serving for 22 years as a state exec out there in California, and AG will begin his new duties on June the 1st. Staying out in California, the Gateway Seminary uh, trustees approved a $12.4 million budget for next year and elected a new director of its Chinese bilingual program, uh, during their trustee meeting earlier this month.
1: The Chinese Bilingual Program, that sounds very interesting. Uh, this is a new program. It's scheduled to launch in the upcoming uh, academic year. It gives them an opportunity to just expand, as it says, expand their training efforts among Chinese leaders. Um, so that's it just sounds like a really cool program.
0: Yep, and uh, we we know that they do a lot of work with Asian students. Uh, they got a lot of students from Korea, from China, uh, different things like that. Their position uh, geographically really helps with that. So, uh, good news from Gateway and and Amy. They even talked about how many tenants that they have in the new campus. They have uh, two tenants right now, in addition to the seminary, and a third one coming uh, later this year. Whenever the California Baptist Foundation. Uh, will move in actually in early 2018. So uh, good stewardship of their new property uh, and campus out there in Ontario. All right, back across to the other side of the country in Florida, kind of a neat thing they had this past weekend. They had a, a kind of coordinated baptism Sunday. They called it Acts 241 Sunday, and more than 1,200 people were baptized across the state in Southern Baptist churches this past weekend.
1: That's really fascinating. So how did this how did this get started?
0: Tommy Green, who's the state convention executive director there in Florida, challenged Florida Baptist churches to engage in the effort. Had 112 Florida Baptist churches partner, and uh, they were hashtag. And I saw a bunch of the hashtag stuff on uh, the weekend this past weekend about the baptisms. But uh, they just kind of challenged everybody to to make it a big thing this past weekend, and had uh, you know nearly 1,300 baptisms. I, I like the plan there. I like the intentionality. I like the the momentum that can build. In a state like Florida?
1: Yeah, and I like the idea that it it was them standing sort of as Florida Baptists and uh, coming together and uh, just, it seems like it allows a lot of excitement and common ground. Um, You know, there was uh, one time I was in a meeting and and, uh, with Nathan Finn, our friend, and he talked about some of the best times that we have uh, when we come together is when we're all focusing on uh, sort of our common mission. And it's things like this uh, that I think put that in front of of uh, us and our churches um, really g- helps gain some perspective. So this, this is a really neat thing.
0: All right. Well, a little closer to home. Uh, big news at Lifeway this week. Lifeway was named one of America's top employers. It was ranked number 168 on America's best midsize employers list by Forbes magazine. We beat Chick-fil-A, Amy. It was our pleasure to beat Chick Fil A, by the way.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, and I like Chick Fil A a lot. And yep, yeah,
0: but you like LifeWay more.
1: And, and yeah. I and I I've I know people who work at Chick Fil A and love working there. But I'm going to say, I think LifeWay was a pretty great it's a pretty great employer. I loved my time working at LifeWay. It's an excellent place to work, and uh, so is you know so is Southeastern. A uh, very, very great place to work. Um, but this is, uh, I think, an honor that is very well-deserved.
0: Yeah, it was It was kind of neat. We kind of found out the news uh, a while back, and they contacted us to let us know that we had been, you know, they do these surveys, and we didn't even know it. And um, all of a sudden, hey, here's this award. So there that's pretty cool. So yeah. pretty exciting. That,
1: so, that's really neat. You know, the, I know LifeWay's been named that for the state of Tennessee a, a lot yeah. of times, that's,
0: in Nashville as well yeah right so One of the best employers in Nashville right
1: yeah. so that's kind of common but this is a big deal Forbes magazine that's nothing to sneeze at
0: I think the the Christian mission and just the environment that really helps out with that everybody kind of right. pulling in the same direction so uh, you know congratulations to all my co-workers and my boss at Lifeway uh, Dr Rayner, and also Amy huge news and I, I got to hang out with these ladies this week too Rachel Myers and uh, Amanda Williams uh the she reads truth bible is flying off the shelves there's a big story a write up in baptist press about this you didn't realize this is only 5 years old like june 1st to be the 5 year anniversary of the actual like she reads truth really kind of starting
1: that's incredible and they um,
0: they got a bible out now the she reads truth bible we've gushed about it here on the podcast um and it is just phenomenal but it's flying off the shelves it's crazy
1: i am not surprised because i believe i've been very clear uh, with you here that I love this Bible mm-hmm. I think it is just uh the the and the issue is because I mean it, it's kind of strange to say I love this Bible over you know di- because it's the Bible i mean it' it's, yeah. it's all the same but it's the design and the layout um, it just enhances the reading and in some ways it's really interesting it it enhances the reading experience by also kind of getting out of the way. Like it is just such a great uh, presentation. Um, yeah,
0: well, uh, we ta- I had a podcast with Dr. Rayner today when we recorded with Rachel and Amanda, and we we talked to him about the process. It was a two and a half year process. Like her, uh, Rachel's daughter was four years old whenever they started this, and now she's seven. So this is like two and a half years. And they went through everything and, like, had a deal where if we're going to do devotionals, it's not going to be on the same page as Scripture. Scripture is going to be Scripture. Our stuff is going to be secondary. Yeah. And just the desire they had to lift up the Word of God and just be faithful to the text and faithful to what's, you know, in there is just, it was over the top. I was blown away. Absolutely loved hung, hung out with them for about an hour today. And just their passion for God's Word is just amazing and and the bible reflects that everything every last detail in the bible reflects that and they've just done a phenomenal job
1: excellent uh like i said it's a fantastic thing they also have a book that they wrote
0: the new book um Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and it it came out
0: yeah about six months ago i guess
1: so and we do have um we do have a copy of that correct you have got an
0: autograph copy
1: yes so the first person who tweets to us gets that
0: yes So. so tweet us about the the she reads truth book not the bible yeah and, uh I've got it at the office and I'll send it to you. It's autographed by Amanda and Rachel. Uh, they were just they were they were just the best today. Yes. really enjoyed hanging out with them. so very. Exciting. have you ever met them?
1: I have not. are they coming to Phoenix? Sometimes you all have have people out there
0: I don't know. I don't know
1: if they do they if they do um you should yes. you should introduce me.
0: I will take care of that. I will definitely handle that All right. couple of updates, Amy uh, to stories that we've talked about here. Julian Carroll, a state senator in Kentucky, is uh, looking to challenge the appointment of Dan Dumas to the, uh, what they're calling, adoption czar role right. up in Kentucky uh, over the contract of $240,000 a year for Dan. Uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on this one. I'm not sure what will come up with that, but he is vowing to challenge uh, the contract and the appointment, so kind of keep an eye on that one and and also another update Amy. the secretary of the army mark green uh, the appointee from president trump has withdrawn his candidacy he's a southern baptist based up in clarksville tennessee just uh, right down the road from here us here in nashville uh, but has withdrawn after some uh, criticism of his past voting record and public comments had become a distraction he said
1: yeah so he has made some comments that for some people um were very uh, controversial. A lot of those were um, just Christian-based comments. Yeah, a lot of those were Christian-based comments or comments about you know social issues that many of us would uh, yeah. really would agree with. But as as we know um, in today's political arena, you know a, a lot of statements that that people make get challenged and yep. uh and so this happens it was something we needed to follow up on because we talked about his nomination here on the show uh just because of his connection um with southern baptist because he is a southern baptist and uh so i, I think i guess that one is over he withdrew
0: i noticed something just you reminded me of something the uh, talking about southern baptists being appointed and nominations and stuff for uh cabinet level positions and things like that this week was scott pruitt's birthday and I follow a Twitter account, the AP, you know, the daily or whatever it is from the AP, which gives you kind of the tomorrow's birthdays or whatever. And, you know, 50 days from now, yes. it's the AP calendar Twitter account. And he was listed in there. It was kind of yes. cool. I was like, hey, there we go. It's Scott Pruitt's birthday. And, and it was made the AP thing. That was kind of neat.
1: Yeah. So happy birthday.
0: <laughs> yep. And Scott is a, yeah, happy birthday, Scott. And he's a trustee at Southern. So I want to remind you about the sponsorship of this podcast For the next few months, visit them at booth 1231 at the SBC annual meeting. And that's going to bring us to my favorite part of the week. This week in SBC history, Amy, blow our minds.
1: All right. So we're going to go back to 1986 to uh, something that happened in Victoria, British Columbia. And uh, this was the Canadian Convention of Southern Baptists. And uh, so this was kind of a partnering um, convention. uh, And it. They, they said it was the most far-reaching decision in the recent history of missions. Um, they made a recommendation, and they can their convention gave final approval um, to ways that they could be appointed to overseas service. So they had a... Um, a partnership between Canadian churches and the Southern Baptist Foreign Mission Board uh, to be able to appoint them uh, for service in fields where a foreign mission board, which that's a precursor to international mission board to where the foreign mission board had missionaries. Um, but there's another little nugget in there. They also decided uh, to formally approve uh, the Canadian Southern Baptist Seminary um, to be opened for uh, classwork in September, 1987. Um, and that it was set to be located uh, west of Calgary, Alberta. Um, it was purchased with funds that were contributed by Southern Baptists through the foreign mission board. So this was kind of started through what's now the international mission board. And uh, so it was announced that they were going to have their seminar. Now, this is why it's important to me. And I was pretty excited to find this. Is that I am headed to Canadian Southern Baptist Seminary into uh, on this weekend on Saturday. All I will right. be there next week on their campus, huh. um, and I, and I'm very excited. I've not been there uh, before. I've been you know to Canada. I was there last year, but I've not been to the seminary up there. Um, Keith is going to be uh, just doing a you know guest professor where you know a lot of times. Seminary professors will go different places and he's going to go teach a class up there for a week. Um, Some good friends of ours. uh, Steve Booth is the um, provost up there. His wife, Susan, is a Southeastern graduate. She and Keith got their Ph.D. in the same graduation ceremony um, and have done some writing together and things They're They're up there. Um, actually they're with the international mission board, um, being up there, they served in Hungary for a long time and now they're, um, teaching and serving. So we're excited to, uh, to see them and to see the work that they are doing, um, at that seminary. But what's going to be fun for me is knowing when we get there, uh, on Saturday that in some ways it all started this week in SBC history.
0: Yeah. That's really neat.
1: Yep.
0: So, so. I'm, I'm kind of jealous you're getting to go to to Canada again
1: I am this time we're also going to head up uh, toward the end of the week to Banff and Lake Louise uh, have some fun Um, but I'm excited because next week when we talk I'll be uh, I'll be talking to you from there I want to share with you kind of what I've seen and maybe even know a little bit more about the history of the place um, after this time in in, uh, 1986 and just so that I can share some of the things that are going on up there, uh, in Canada. And also I will get to, uh, have wonder bars, which are my favorite candy bar in the whole world.
0: Oh, that's right. You're going, that's right. You had me bring you, I had to like, I was like your mule for that whenever I went up there earlier.
1: So my plan is obviously I'm going to have some wonder bars next week, but then I'm going to make sure I bring back several. And I'll I'll bring back some candy for the kids, but then I'll also have a, a stash to kind of hide mm-hmm. because it, it really is my favorite candy bar in all the world.
0: All right. Well, there you go. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is a new book by your boss, Danny Aiken and Scott Pace. It's called Pastoral Theology. Uh, it's from B and H Publishers and uh, the the academic side over there talking about obviously pastoral theology. So uh, it's a new book, brand new. I just got it this week at the office. I haven't had a chance to to crack into it yet, but I was excited to get that one. Uh, it looks like a great book. Anything by Doctor Aiken you know, is is going to be solid. So
1: oh, absolutely. Scott Pace is a really great guy. One of our graduates uh, and is at Oklahoma Baptist. University does some great work in this area of, of uh, pastoral theology and so this is this is gonna be a great book I actually saw it today um, for right. the first time so there you go
0: all right and your resource of the week Amy is
1: uh, mine is also a new book. it is uh, called God and the Problem of Evil Five Views and it is coming out next week. Um, it is one of those you know kind of multi view yeah, perspectives right. Multiview yeah. books. It's uh, published by IVP Academic and uh, edited by um, Chad Meister and Jamie Dew. So, oh, uh, who okay. is the dean of the college at Southeastern and great friend of ours? Um, so, has a. Uh, several contributors uh, to that. And that's uh, certainly is a question that uh, is dealt with all the time. And um, I would just finished up my um, Christian philosophy class this week. And we talked a lot about the problem of evil in that. So uh, definitely something that Christians and non-Christians wrestle with. And so these these uh, five views or four views things, these books are, are always very helpful because Typically, you know, they put a view out and then someone responds to it or they all respond to it. So, uh, great work from Jamie Do. And that comes out actually May 16th is when it releases. So, uh, go ahead and uh, pre order it um, or look for it next week.
0: Uh, and you mentioned your class. You, you're done with the semester, right?
1: I am. Yes, I am. Gladly, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was so happy to finish the, uh, the final, the, both, both finals, but, um, I've, I've gotten the grade for one class and I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm still eagerly awaiting and checking, uh, the, the other one uh, every day, hitting refresh.
0: All right. Now, how much longer you got?
1: Um, that is a great question. And it really, it really depends on how far I go and how, what it's going to take to get there. So why don't we just say, I love school and we'll just leave it at that. All right. On well, this and this degree program right here, I think there's about three, there's about three classes left. So.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's not bad at all. Nope.
1: All right.
0: And, and you know, the, uh, the Dean of the graduate school, so you might be able to swing a thing or two.
1: I don't know. Um, Probably not. I think I'm going to go on record right now saying that I will not use any special connection with the dean of the graduate school to get anything. I will take all classes. So I need to just go ahead and say that since you threw that out there. Um, So I have three classes left. And I, I will work hard.
0: Yes, you will. All right. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us this week on SBC This Week. Got a a couple of interviews coming your way over the next couple of weeks. We'll have Steve Gaines on here. We'll have Nate Milliken talking about Phoenix. So I'm looking forward to those hearing more about uh, what uh, to expect next month when we hit the ground out there in Arizona. So uh, that'll do it for us this week. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.